This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. In a moment, we'll be checking in with John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. He lives at johnnysmartpoint.com. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from this past week. Uh, There's been a million of these surveys. The world's most livable cities, all that stuff. Vancouver usually does pretty well. But I think for most of us, we just roll our eyes at these surveys now, especially young people who are dealing with a very expensive city, especially to keep a roof over their heads. So how would millennials rank Vancouver, especially since they seem to be some of the people hardest hit by things like high rents and out-of-reach real estate prices? Well, if you were born between 1981 and 1996, you're technically a millennial. So the oldest millennials are turning 40 this year. And in a new survey of just millennials out of 85 cities across the country in Canada, they ranked Vancouver as the 13th best place to live. That's three spots lower than the last survey three years ago. The survey looks at a number of things like average incomes, home prices, healthcare, even the weather. According to millennials, the most attractive city in Canada is Quebec City. Ottawa was second, followed by Kingston, Ontario at third. New Westminster was the highest in BC in sixth place. Victoria was eighth. Burnaby was 11th. Vancouver was 13th, as I say. And Toronto just edged us out at 12th. Uh, Which were the least attractive cities for millennials? Well, sit down. You may be in one right now. Uh, The bottom three were Chilliwack, Maple Ridge, and at the very bottom, Langley. Uh, Most of the blame for that goes to the high cost of housing because that seems a little harsh for Langley. I don't know if people would rather live in Sault Ste. Marie than Langley, but uh, that doesn't seem right. And if you're like a lot of us, you've gotten somewhat addicted to hand sanitizer over the past year and a half. But beware, not all hand sanitizers are the same. Health Canada is now saying that a number of these products have been added to a growing recall list because they may pose health risks. One problem is that they may contain ingredients not permitted by Health Canada. For example, methanol. If that's in hand sanitizer, frequent use can cause dermatitis, eye irritation, respiratory problems, and headaches. One unauthorized medicinal ingredient has been found in hand sanitizers as well as medicinal. That's one propanol. Health Canada says... Uh, one propanol can cause eye, nose, and throat irritation, even drowsiness. The names are all brands you've probably never heard of, but a full list containing the details behind the recall of each hand sanitizer is available on Health Canada's website. It's definitely a good weekend for ice cream, but if you're lactose intolerant, be careful of the stuff from Nestle that calls itself non-dairy. Nestle Canada Incorporated is recalling their drumstick vanilla chocolate swirl non-dairy frozen dessert cone. That's a mouthful. As uh, they say, it may contain milk not declared on the label. The cones have been distributed right across the country, including BC. Um, The CFIA is conducting a food safety investigation, which may lead to other products being recalled. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Coming up, we're going to talk real estate, guiding us through the opportunities out there 
in this very interesting market. John Carlson of 2% Realty, johnnysmartpoint.com. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and it's time to talk about our favorite subject, which is, of course, real estate with our favorite real estate agent, John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint, and you can find him at www.johnnysmartpoint.com on the net. And uh, John is with us now. Hi, John. How are you doing? Martin, I'm doing great. How can we complain with this kind of weather? Come on. Yeah, yeah. So you're not a, a person who complains about the heat. Oh, it's too hot. Well, I try not to. I try not to, but we got to enjoy <laughs> it while we have it. So I hope all the listeners out there are really uh, taking full advantage. Yeah. So when it when it is really hot, like it is now, uh, does that affect uh, you know like open houses and real estate sales? Do people do people stay away, or, or do they tend to get more excited about real estate when it's this hot? You know, I don't think the heat helps anything, but I don't think it hurts anything either. Uh, in fact, when the weather's good and the flowers are out and sometimes soggy backyards dry out a bit and look better and the flowers bloom, all that stuff, you know, maybe homes look a little bit better. But I think the only drag on the market, if you will, at this time of year is people start taking holidays. So, uh, you know, overall, no, it, it doesn't really affect me at all. Uh, you know, I'm out showing houses, I'm taking listings and we're uh, selling houses and the good weather is just a bonus. Yeah, and the market uh, continues. Uh, we we have a lot to get to uh, in this segment and the next segment. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, a couple of very happy uh, home sellers, thanks to uh, Johnny Smartpoint dot com john carlson uh, we'll talk to a couple of your clients who are very happy in just a second we'll also talk about where the market is headed so is there anything off the top that uh, you think is is going on how was the last couple of weeks for you well the market continues to be uh, a very active market if you look in greater vancouver and the fraser valley these are the areas i'm talking about when i start throwing statistics around uh, again we've We've moved off that record frenzy pace of outrageous demand and limited supply and uh, very sharp price increases month after month. And we've, you know, having a few record months in terms of sales has eased that that demand a little bit. Uh, and the supply, again, has really blossomed with the spring coming out. So there's new listings all over the place. But we remain in statistical seller market territory. The listing to sale ratios favor sellers. Um, but it's a nice balanced market. And, you know, I think a few weeks ago we talked about the good news and I can really feel the good news out there uh, when I'm working with, with client buyers. Um, whereas maybe a couple of months ago, it was, it was a tough situation. You got to throw on your armor and get your weapons and go to battle if you want to be putting in offers on some of these properties. Well, it seems like, um, you know, in most segments, uh, that's calmed down a little bit. Um, you know, again, having said that, I was involved in an offer situation up against 17 other offers on a very well-priced condo out in Elder, uh, townhouse out in Alder Grove a couple of weeks ago. So some segments are still red hot, those affordable, you know, well-priced segments. But overall, it, it is a good news market that you can sell and get a good price for your home. And you don't have to, you know, have uh, a bunch of sleepless nights wondering if you're going to be living under a bridge because you can't find a place because there are new listings hitting all the time and buyers have opportunities. So I think the way I put it is it's it's not quite a Goldilocks market. It still favors sellers uh, a fair bit, but um, people can enter the market. First time buyers, you can buy and sell. You can move to other towns and all your options are kind of open on this market. There's no real barrier standing in the way. 
So we might be in a bit of a sweet spot. If you're thinking of selling a home, uh, there are properties out there to buy, to move into, but uh, the, the prices are, are good and uh, you can get a good price for your home. And that's a good time to call johnnysmartpoint.com. That's the website, johnnysmartpoint.com. Uh, you can also email John Carlson at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, we've had lots of testimonies testimonials and we have somebody else on the line uh some recent customers of yours uh they are Lindsay and derek they just sold a home in maple ridge and uh i believe Lindsay is on the line hi Lindsay. hi uh you and derek congratulations first of all on the sale of your house in maple ridge that's a, a big step but congratulations thank you very much yeah, so so tell us about it. You you called John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. Um, first of all, I, I guess my question is, how long were you in your home that you sold? Uh, we were in the house for almost five years. Yeah, and that's a good amount of time. And, and uh, it's hard to decide to move. What made you decide to move? Uh, well, we really do love our house, um, but COVID's been hard on everybody, and we had some work-related changes, so we needed to make a move. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, you called up uh, Johnny Smartpoint, johnnysmartpoint.com, and uh, what was the process like for you? How What, what was the process like with John? Uh, John was great. Uh, he came over, met with us uh, in person, which was great. Um, yeah, just sort of walked us through the process, um, went through sort of all our concerns and fears. Um, we've had a couple of houses before, and so he was, he was really good at sort of waylaying um, some of the fears we'd had from previous uh, relationships with realtors, and so we were really happy with him. He made us feel really comfortable. Yeah, that's great. And, and there was kind of an odd thing, too, because another house was about to go up for sale on the same block, your neighbor. Yeah, we have a really good relationship with our neighbor, and so we knew we were both selling for similar reasons, um, and our timelines were very similar. Um, so we were trying to figure out um, how we could sort of help each other and not hinder each other in our sales. And so having uh, John work with their realtor and our neighbor and trying to figure out that situation to make sure that we all did well with our sales on our homes was really important. Yeah, and I guess that's where an experienced... Uh, a real estate professional like John Carlson comes in handy because that um, can get tricky when there's two houses for sale on the same block. Yeah, it was really important that we had a strategic plan and sort of how we wanted to move forward. And John was really good at sort of figuring out what that would look like. Yeah. And, and John is a, a 2% realtor. Uh, and if uh, people go to his website at johnnysmartpoint.com, they can, they can read what that means because for a lot of people, it means... Uh, a real break on the commission. You can save some real money. And you saved uh, some big money on commissions, didn't you? Yeah, we, we saved well over $10,000 on commissions. It was, it was wow. really helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that is, I mean, because what I'm hearing from you is you, you're working with John. He's a total professional and you're getting exactly what you want. You, you're getting someone who has uh, been in the business for 20 plus years. He's sold more than a thousand properties, but you're, you're getting a, a good deal on commission. So you're, you're pretty happy about that. Oh, I'm ecstatic about that. I would definitely use him again uh, if we mm -hmm. were staying here, but we're not, <laughs> but yeah, he was amazing. <laughs> So, so, uh, are, do you know where you're going? Yeah, we are moving to Alberta. 
Wow. That's kind of exciting. That'll, that'll be a new, a new thing for you. Is it, do you have family there or something? No, my work is in Alberta, so I got transferred over there. Ah, well, well, congratulations. Uh, Thank you. And, and best of luck on this new chapter in your life. And uh, you and Derek, I hope, uh, I hope you have many great years in your new home. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. All right. That's Lindsay, a very happy customer of John Carlson. Uh, her husband, Derek, and her, Lindsay and Derek, they sold their house. They're moving to Alberta. And I think the key word there, John, was ecstatic. That's got to make you feel good. That makes me feel pretty good. Thank you, Lindsay, uh, you know, and Derek. Uh, what an awesome thing it was working for them. Um, and again, every situation is is unique. Uh, on the one hand, um, it was relatively quick and easy. They got my number. Actually, I had a sold sign across the street when I worked for some clients there. And uh, they thought, you know, they'd give me a try. And I'm, I very much appreciated that they did. But yeah, the fact that they were ecstatic about maybe the service and and, uh, you know, the, the commission structure is really kind of what the smart point thing is all about. And but you know what, Martin, what I what I also heard there, I thought was really interesting. And thank you, Lindsay, for saying this. Um, I do recall now that they were a little bit concerned because they, they may have had I don't know details, but they may have had a, relationships with agents in the past that that were not to their liking. So I know that they were a little bit gun shy. And I'm glad to hear that, you know, they felt very comfortable working with me and that we managed to navigate the process properly because, you know, really that's what it's all about. So what a great testimonial. I, I, I really appreciate it, Lindsay and, uh, and Derek. So I'm going to be in touch with you again very soon. Yeah. It, and I did notice that when she mentioned we worked with other real estate agents and it was a little bit of subtext there. <laughs> well, and you uh, know what? Agents I work with are good ethical people uh, in, in this real estate business. Uh, but, you know, in sales, anybody can potentially get a reputation or things can happen. And I think the listeners probably are aware that, you know, when they're, when they're looking for somebody uh, to help them with something as important as selling a house, you want to make sure that you've got a good relationship with that person. You feel, you know, you trust them and, and uh, you feel they're giving you their best. So it kind of reminds me that um, I might maybe put this feeler out there because, you know, I work in greater Vancouver in the Fraser Valley, but I've been doing this 25 years and I have a good network of referral contacts throughout all over BC and, you know, some in other provinces as well. So if listeners out there are looking to buy or sell in other areas other than greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley, but they don't have a good agent and, you know, chances are if you get in touch with me, I may know somebody and I could place a referral that, that may help you. Now, of course, in our business, we do uh, pay each other uh, referral fees here and there. So I'm upfront about that. Um, so I'm not necessarily fishing here, but uh, I can very likely, if you're looking at some areas out of this area, you know, maybe set you up with a person that could give you uh, the same kind of experience that, uh, that I offer. Yeah, and and that's an interesting uh, thing that that Lindsay brings up. They're moving to Alberta, and I I guess that brings along with it a whole new set of challenges, because if you're selling your home and moving into the same community, that's one thing. You can go to open houses, you can find a place, but uh, it's it's a much more of a challenge to move out of province uh, than it is to move to you know down the street. I think it is. Yeah. And that requires a little bit more planning and coordination, or even if it's, you know, Vancouver Island or Kelowna, I mean, that's still a distance that has to be traveled to maybe explore those markets. And right now, the way the market is in greater Vancouver, selling your property first and getting a good strong dollar uh, and a long completion date that gives you time to shop for your next property. That's probably 
you know, for most people, the um, the way to to go, and that's a that's a trend. People are. She mentioned COVID as well, which I thought was interesting, a big factor in what this market's been all about the last year and a half or so. And uh, that that is a trend. People looking at maybe getting out of the rat race or cashing out in their you know their their biggest personal investment and using some of that equity to go somewhere else. So again. It's all, that's what we see out there every day. And uh, just to hear Lindsay give me such a nice recommendation, I thank you so much. It was awesome. Yeah. And it, uh, it, it, it must feel good because there's, it's one thing for you to say it, but for your customers to say it, I think is really great. And, and she had, uh, there was a bit of a challenge because there were two houses uh, on the same block. Their neighbor was also selling. They were lucky that it was a friendly relationship with the neighbor, but that means uh, some some extra challenges and it's good that you're on their side as well. Yeah, two virtually the same floor plans next door to one another with similar yards and, uh, you know, and different features, of course, here and there. But yes, we wanted to make sure. There were, I saw no point in having competing listings that were very similar right next to the door on the market at the same time. And uh, apparently the other party was quite set on getting ready. So we had to decide, are we going to go ahead of them? Or are we going to go after them? In the end, we went first and um, it went well, multiple offer situation. And um, I, I think that, and I was very happy with the result and I know the sellers are. So yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah. Lindsay and Derek. So congratulations to them. They sold their house in Maple Ridge they're moving to uh, Alberta and they sold it with the help of Johnny SmartPoint. And you can find John Carlson at johnnysmartpoint.com. You can give him a call, 604-612-0080. Give him an email, john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, we heard uh, how much commission they saved. She said it was uh, well over $10,000. And uh, if you go to johnnysmartpoint.com, you can calculate what a 2% realtor will save you. You can just look at the numbers, what your house is worth, what that commission will save you. And it's right there. And that's why uh, Johnny Smartpoint is the way to go. John Carlson is our guest. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the market. Uh, what's going on? Things like interest rates, uh, COVID ending. What's going to happen to real estate? Um, it's been kind of a, a, a bit of a, a, a fool's game to try to predict it. But we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at what's in store for Vancouver real estate when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW right after this. Welcome back, Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. We're talking real estate with our friend John Carlson of 2% Realty. You can find him on his website, johnnysmartpoint.com. You can also write him an email at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And we just heard from a couple of very happy clients of John's, Lindsay and Derek. They just sold their house in Maple Ridge and uh, they're moving to Alberta which is kind of exciting, a new chapter in their life. And uh, Lindsay was very excited. She figures uh, she saved more than $10,000 in commission using the 2% structure that you will find with John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. Um, and uh, I mean, there are many different ways to charge commission. And uh, that's right. You, but the 2% is what you charge. And for a lot of people, that means uh, a good deal. That's right. And, uh, you know, I think that 
that Lindsay, when she said she saved well over $10,000 in commission, she's comparing to other quotes she got from other agents. And I need to mention that there are no set rates. Um, and if you go to my website, you'll see my commission structure compared to a commission structure of 7% of the first $100,000 and 2.5% of the balance. And that's really by far the most typical uh, commission structure that's offered out there. So again, things may vary, but I find that my happy clients are saving you know many thousands of dollars compared to... Uh, what the other agents they talk to are charging them. And so I just want to set that record straight. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's worth pointing out. And, and as I say, if you go to johnnysmartpoint.com, uh, you can compare the different structures that some real estate agents charge and, uh, what a 2% realtor charges. And you can literally see, um, depending on how much the property is worth, how much you could save. So if you go to the website, you can take a look at what the different structures will cost you. Uh, and that's all at johnnysmartpoint.com. So John, let's talk about uh, the markets. Um, I'm just looking at some numbers. Uh, in May, uh, 4,268 homes changed hands across the uh, greater Vancouver area. And that's a 13% drop compared with April, but uh, still 187% higher than those recorded in May of last year, which is, it's kind of an odd thing because May of last year was a much different time. <laughs> yeah. So what do you, what do you think when you see those kind of numbers? Well, statistics, you, you have to know how to look at them. And yeah, if we compare to last May, which was the trough where, you know, right <laughs> fear of the COVID, yeah, we're way, way up, uh, but we're down a little bit compared to the month before April this year, which was a crazy month. Like these numbers are big historically. So uh, it's one of those things when you, you know, and this is why, you know, I have to be so careful. I'm always reminded, you know, I get asked all the time, hey, what's going on? What's going on in the market? In fact, that probably the number one new question I get right now is, uh, you know, looking at what's happened in the market. Is this sustainable? Is it going to last? Are prices going to go back down? Are they going to continue to go up? And I have to be careful because I'm, I'm not the market. I don't decide anything. I just interpret to the best of my ability. But even, even the big pros like CMHC, who... Their whole sole purpose is to underwrite mortgages and know what's going on in the market and manage risk in the real estate financial sector. You know, even these guys back at the beginning of COVID thought the market might drop in greater Vancouver on average 18%. And, you know, obviously that didn't happen. It went the other way. So I get this question all the time. Um, and uh, I am not going to make any predictions. I'll tell you what I see right now, though. A very healthy market that's going to continue on for the foreseeable future where, uh, you know, prices have risen, but they're not coming down as far as I can see, you know, right away. But I guess, you know, maybe I'll just give a quick, a quick thought. These are my thoughts to people wondering what the market's doing, because this is what I'm keeping my, on, my eye on. Number one, interest rates. They've been at right. historic lows, meaning you can borrow money cheaply. Uh, there's no thought right now, apparently there's no move to, to raise them, but someday that may happen. And that could be a big factor in interest because if people have debt, it gets more expensive to service. They may sell their house, flood the listing with list, uh, flood the market with listings and, you know, prices start to come down. But then on the other hand, we've got inflation, federal government printing money, like it's going out of style. And, you know, people, I, I read somewhere that they, we have uh, less credit card debt now, but we've got more like housing type debt and people are buying assets with this money that's been, you know, sent out with the government subsidies and that sort of thing. We also have COVID hopefully coming to an end sometime in the near future, or at least things returning back to normal, which means migration is going to pick up again. And that's going to really help the condo and the entry level markets and all markets because, you know, our real estate market is fueled uh, to some degree, a significant degree by, by immigration. And then, you know, we've got tax policy too. Uh, 
I, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that if the federal government and the provincial governments are going into debt, uh, sending out money, that they're going to be looking to get some of it back in the near future. And I know there's been, you know, talk floated about eliminating the homeowners grant or uh, increasing uh, capital gains on uh, investment properties. And of course, they've already done the for foreign buyers tax and the vacancy taxes. And so just remember that governments have lots of tools at their disposal to try to affect the market. So these are the things that I'm looking at as an agent, but I see nothing but smooth sailing and a good opportunity right now for people to sell for a good price and either stay local and buy or go somewhere else. And I can help any listeners with any of those things. So feel free to look me up and give me a call. Yeah. Johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. Uh, you can phone him 604-612-0080 or give him an email, john at johnnysmartpoint.com. John Carlson is our guest on Vancouver Consumer. We're talking real estate. And uh, yeah, it, it is, you, you mentioned COVID ending and uh, you, you see it now when you see a hockey game from the, the States and the, it's filled with people and they're packed. And I saw the Foo Fighters had a concert and it was packed. Uh, so it, it's definitely uh, getting back to normal, and I think I think that's going to happen at a at a, an increased pace. It seems like it. Um, so I I guess we we're talking about predictions, and and but it's definitely worth looking at how that will affect the market. You mentioned earlier that when COVID happened, they predicted uh, the markets would drop by eighteen percent, but quite the opposite happened. Um, so how how are you sort of preparing for the the end of covid you know honestly uh not very much uh, my life changed like everybody else's um i work a lot so i do see people i don't necessarily go out and socialize or party that much anyhow so you know for me <laughs> seeing my clients my business carried on very well and seeing my family is really what i've you know been doing for 10 years anyway but uh, you know i i've got kids um you know one's about to graduate uh, maybe next year and you know i want to see things go back to normal as well uh it's it's hard for some people out there and it's it's no fun for us so you know real estate business all that sort of stuff aside of course it, it'll be fantastic if we can get together and socialize again but i guess you know that's really not for this program to talk about uh i see the real estate market uh continuing on and, and i'll tell you why it comes down to some real basics if anything, over this COVID crisis, uh, you know, Canada and with what's going on in the U.S. and around the world, Canada and, and the nice warm climates, look out your window and ask yourself, people on the other side of the world or other side of the country, uh, are these people likely to want to come here and live? And the answer is yes. And uh, so we've got a, we've got a, a demand that's con consistently being refreshed and the real estate market with uh, the prices the way they are, are probably going to stay where they are for some time. Some people are still calling for them to go up, but I'm not sure how that can happen. I guess I'll find out as like everybody else, but I'm really seeing a nice smooth sailing uh, throughout the summer. If COVID really starts to kick it down, people are going to go on holidays. We might see the market slow down a bit as people try to enjoy their lives, but I think it's going to be relatively steady and we're probably going to finish up the year with a very strong fall as well. Yeah. And, and you mentioned immigration. Uh, I've, I've talked to a few people who say that that is a factor that they feel is crucially important when you're looking at the future, uh, of, of real estate prices, because, uh, the immigration is strong and more and more people are moving here. So uh, that's another factor that, that will probably prop up home prices. 
It would have to, because in my opinion, because a lot of locals, the if you look at average salaries and interest rates are already at all-time lows, uh, you know, how much more money can people actually borrow? Uh, so local people working at their jobs to buy residential real estate, um, those guys are, you know, a lot of us, we're, we're kind of tapped out, when, <clears throat> excuse me, when it comes to that. Um, there's not a whole lot higher it can go, but... Uh, with a lot of influx of foreigners. I mean, that also helps our people from other sides of the country or the province that picks up the demand and people won't come here and buy if they can't afford it. So we're going to attract the people who, who can afford it. And um, that's going to keep our market, I think, uh, the best market in Canada for the foreseeable future. Right. And in terms of the movement of real estate, uh, we talked to Lindsay and Derek. Uh, I guess they were a little bit younger um, and they're moving to Alberta. But I, I guess you see a lot of people who are in a home and maybe their kids. I mean, you just mentioned your, your, one of your kids is set to graduate soon. Uh, and all of a sudden you're in a big house and the kids are gone and you want to downsize. So I, I guess, and especially with the, the bulging boomer population, um, you're seeing more and more of that of people who want to downsize. That's right. In fact, I think in this last year to two year and a half, we've had COVID. I've seen more people than any other time in my real estate career who are who are talking and, and actually acting on the thoughts of um, let's cash in. Let's uh, go somewhere else. We'll put a bunch of money in the bank. We'll have a smaller place, uh, but life will be simpler. And uh, who knows how long this will last in terms of the real estate market we're in and we need to take advantage of it. So that kind of thinking also creates the spillover effect that brings up these outlying markets and now their prices have gone up as well as more and more people from you know greater vancouver and fraser valley head out there so interesting time um but again uh just like the weather up there right now it's clear sailing things are in bloom uh listings that are priced well are selling uh quickly uh, multiple offers are still out there happening strategies might change a little bit depending on the segment you're in you, you know you might not list a property way 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 under market value and expect 30 offers to push you way way over market value you might still price reasonably, but kind of maybe price it for all it's worth and still leave the room uh, opportunity for maybe more than one, one or two or three offers to, to push it up a little bit more. So, you know, these are kind of things we, we want to look at the lay of the land. We want to know what's been happening in the recent past and what seems to be happening in the, in the near future. And uh, that helps. I think Lindsay, you know, also mentioned that our strategy was, was good and it was good. We, we did a good job. Um, but all these things, you want to know them. And that's what part of my job is to help people understand what's going on in the market. Where do they fit in uh, and their property fit in? And then given all that info, what's the best way of tackling this thing? And so that's what I do. People can give me a call and we can talk about that anytime. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, it's worth pointing out the word that Lindsay used was ecstatic. She was very, very happy with what, what went on. And, and Lindsay, they were moving to Alberta, so they needed to, to sell pretty quickly. Uh, and we talk about people who are downsizing. Sometimes that's a decision that will take five years where they decide slowly, well, maybe it's time. I don't want to. So for somebody who is just starting to think about selling their home. Um, if they get a hold of you through johnnysmartpoint.com or john at johnnysmartpoint.com email, what's the, what's the, what, what's the process? You, you don't, you, you won't rush anybody. You'll just help them get started. And maybe it's a, a year two, two years down the road. That's right. I like to, you know, work with people who are looking to do something in the near future. But I also talk to people who are kind of just setting up plans for a year or two or more down the road. And, and, and that's absolutely fine. I, there's no point in rushing someone. In fact, 
uh, as you were talking, I, I, it occurred to me that I've over the years talked to many people who have either been my clients or somebody else's clients and work with another agent who have said, you know, we downsized too quick. We, we weren't ready for condo life and, and now we want to sell. Um, you know, we thought this, but then, you know, maybe we didn't think it through enough. And so what I would say to people, if you don't have to move and you're happy where you are, then what's the point of moving? Um, and one of the big stressors in real estate is the downsize because sometimes there's a lot of family memories and people acquire a lot of things, if you know what I mean, and garages get full and people get, you know, myself included, I love my spot. I don't want to go anywhere. But if the time came when it was a bit too much to look after, or I thought that I could use uh, some of the equity in my house, you know, I'd really be thinking about it. But I'd advise people who, who are thinking about it to make sure just, you know, and I can talk to people about that because I have seen people who maybe pulled the trigger a little bit too quick and then and then regretted it. So these are personal decisions that I can't help people with, but I can explain the market and uh, and maybe uh, give some opinions on, you know, how uh, uh, any scenario might look to them. Right. Great advice from John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. Give him a call, 604-612-0080 or john at johnnysmartpoint.com. Well, always interesting, John, and uh, we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Enjoy the rest of this uh, hot afternoon. Yeah, let's enjoy the weather and I'll see you in two weeks. Right on. See you, John. Thank you. Oh, we're coming back. We've got uh, Dooley Noted and uh, our producer, Ben Dooley, has a, an interesting story about England banning advertising for unhealthy food. That's coming up next. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and it's time now for Duly Noted and our producer, Ben Dooley, as he looks at Britain banning unhealthy food advertisements. Thanks, Martin. Britain will ban advertisements promoting unhealthy food from appearing on television during the day and on the internet as part of its drive to tackle obesity and encourage healthy eating. The new rules, which will come into force at the end of next year, are designed to change the current trend where one in three children leave primary school overweight or obese, but they prompted an angry reaction from some media groups. Under the plan, advertisements for foods that are high in fat, salt, and sugar will be banned from appearing on television or UK on-demand programming before 9 o'clock. They will also be banned from paid for slots online, allowing them to still appear on their producer's website and social media pages. The government said the restrictions would apply to all businesses with 250 or more employees that make or sell the products, helping to protect smaller companies that can only afford to advertise online. Analysis cited by the government showed that almost half of all TV food advertisements shown in a month in 2019 were for unhealthy food. A sugar tax introduced in 2018 prompted some drink manufacturers to cut their sugar levels. The News and Media Association said it was very disappointed with the decision because it was not clear a link had been found between advertising exposure and childhood obesity. Shares in Britain's biggest commercial broadcaster, ITV, were down less than 1%, while newspaper group Reach fell 1.5%, and Daily Mail and General Trust fell 2%. I'm Ben Dooley, and that's Dooley Noted.
Thank you, Ben. This is Vancouver Consumer, and we'll continue. News is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.